Welcome to the Better You Project, where we will be discussing health, hormones, and aesthetics while using a blend of functional and anti-aging medicine. To make sure you're up to date on this and what's going on in the practice, be sure to follow us on Instagram at udirecthealth underscore aesthetics, as well as our website, www.udirecthealth.com. The following discussion is the opinion of nurse practitioner Lexi Yu. It is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. Please speak to your healthcare provider for your personal concerns about your health. Now let's jump right into the show. So this is Lexi and Linda Hayes from Pure Pharmacy. This is episode 12 of the Better You Project, Optimizing Health, Hormones, and Aesthetics. And um, today's episode is going to be about some of the compound uh, prescriptions that I like to use um, for my patients. Uh, One of my favorite things about compounds in general is that they're very customizable to the patient. Um, And oftentimes they can be a little cheaper than some of the uh, pharmaceutical stuff that you're going to find in CVS. And a lot of that is a lot of the dermatology compounds that I like to use. So I have Linda on here, which she's kind of like the peptide queen, but we work together a lot and I'll say, Hey, I need a little bit of this and I need a little bit of that. What can you make? And she'll figure it out. And that's one of my favorite things about Linda. She will always figure out what I need and uh, make it cost effective for the patient. So um, kind of in the first uh, topic I'd like to kind of touch on is uh, some of the dermatology compounds. All right, so the first topic we're going to discuss are some of the compounds related to dermatology. We do a lot of work with females. We also treat males, but a lot of times when our patients come in, they're either needing help with their thyroid or their hormones, and oftentimes they'll also mention things um, in the dermatology or the aesthetic category. So one of the common uh, hormone things that we also see um, is rosacea. And so one of my favorite compounds that I use is a blend of either ivermectin, metronidazole, and niacinamide. And so I would like Linda kind of explain how how that works as far as the treatment for rosacea. Yeah, so each um, each active ingredient in the compound, each three of them, they work in different ways. The ivermectin is going to help to work with any kind of, um, it's an antiparasitic agent that can help with any dermamites that might be on the skin, causing a flare-up of um, erythema and redness on the skin. And um, the metronidazole is an antibiotic. More people are probably familiar with that. And it, can, and it can get any kind of bacteria that might be causing irritation of the skin that might flare up rosacea. And the niacinamide, is, it's a great anti-inflammatory, so helping with the inflammation that's going on with the skin. Sure. So we've had some really great success with quite a few of our patients um, with this combo. And I like that it's not super expensive. I don't see any crazy side effects with it. Um, And it gives me something that I can do that's not systemically absorbed, that's going to um, mess with their gut, Um, which a lot of times it's going to be some sort of candida overgrowth situation. Um, In like the next category, I'd like to talk a little bit about eczema. So recently I uh, sent a script over for, what did I do? Zinc. Yeah, I did zinc, and then I think mm-hmm. I did maybe a little clobetazole or something like that. You did. So, you did a you did a combination with zinc. So I think the the younger patient you did just zinc. Okay. Um, and then okay. the um, maybe an older patient, I think you did the combination of clobetazole uh, with zinc pyrethony. Yeah. So talk about the zinc in the skin. So zinc we know for immunity, especially we have a lot of patients on it right now because of COVID. But mm-hmm. talk about how zinc and and dermatology wise, how why that be important. Uh, zinc can really calm down inflammation on the skin, and it has to actually be the pyrethione um, form of zinc. The other ones do not work as well to calm down the skin. Okay. And then, of course, clobetazole is a steroid that could help 
for more severe cases, older patients that could help calm down the, the skin irritation from eczema. Okay, cool. Um, another big category that we see all the time is acne. And there's kind of a new, a new mix of some stuff I had you write for last week, or I wrote for you. Yeah. Made it. It out. So we see a lot of acne for a lot of different reasons. A lot of times mm -hmm. gut stuff, a lot of times hormonal acne. Um, and so one of the things that we use often for acne is uh, systemic spironal acne. So what that does is it helps with reducing the DHT, which causes the androgens, which causes hormonal acne. Well, mm -hmm. again, you know, when we're, we're taking in pills systemically, uh, spironolactone is in the drug category of uh, diuretic. So if you have someone who's smaller stature, you really run the risk of something like a hypotensive or them getting a little dehydrated or their yeah. blood pressure dropping, right? So what yeah. I like is doing a little bit of, of a mix of some spironolactone, uh, a little clindamycin. Um, what was the other thing we put in there? Benzoyl peroxide. Benzoyl peroxide, yeah. Aloe to help Yes, aloe to kind of cool things down. So, mm -hmm. um, so I like that we can use that, especially for hormonal acne, because spironolactone is great. And I like it in this round that I'm not going to, again, get those systemic, um, systemic side effects from it. So explain right. how that would work exactly. Well, a lot of um, conditions that go on the body, it go on inside the body are on the skin. Um, have to do with multiple reasons. It's not just one. It's a, so we typically think of acne just being caused by bacteria on the skin or hormones. And, and really, it can be multifold. And um, so going at it at this approach, you know the patient's having hormonal issues, you know that spironolactone is going to help in that respect. The clindamycin at 1%, a low percent, you're not going to get much systemic absorption. Um, it, it can help with any of the bacteria on the skin that's causing acne flare-ups. And the benzoyl peroxide, it dries out the skin, so the extra sebum that's creating the acne. And the aloe we just mentioned calms down the skin. So that in combination together, and a nice, um, we like to use a nice, um, it's called the clarifying base, it's the non-comogenic base, so that it's not going to cause any extra flare-ups, and it's smooth, and, and, yeah. and the ingredients go well in it. Yeah, so I've been, I've been very impressed with that combination. I have a couple of patients on that. Linda, how much does like a, a jar of that cost? Yeah, 30 grams, which it depends on if you're using it once, twice a day, um, it's, it's about $49. Yeah. So uh, when I when I was seeing dermatologists, they they'd written a combo. Of, I think it was like clindamycin and um, retin A and something like that. I'd gone to the regular pharmacy and they wanted like one hundred fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. That was after insurance. And so uh, they actually suggested you should probably go to a compound. And I was like, well, luckily I actually know a compound. So um, right. so kind of just knowing the price difference is is huge when especially when you yeah. customize the plan for the patient as well as making it cost effective. So yeah. Uh, Hands down, probably one of my favorite acne treatments. Um, let's see here what else we've got that I use a lot with. I'm just looking through my And notes. as you mentioned, customized, we don't have to use all four ingredients. So you can right, you know kind of pick and choose with, you know, what mm -hmm. else you want. Um, another thing that I've been doing, and this probably maybe falls maybe a little bit more into like the peptide category, which we'll get to that, but is some of the hair restoration stuff. So you yeah. can actually make a mix of finasteride and minoxidil hair solution. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that is also, again, you don't have to absorb it completely systemically. And so we're not nope. going to see some of those side effects that, that you will tend to see with, you know, some of the, the oral stuff. So, um, so I definitely, some of the good, some of my favorites in the uh, dermatology world. Next category I'd like us to kind of touch on is some of the, like arthralgias and joint pain and just pain in general. So, you know, a lot of, uh, patients, you know, when, when we're talking about pain, 
I always tell them like, if we can try things naturally, absolutely, let's do it. Um, you know, especially with not, not wanting to prescribe opioids. Like I really never, right. never do. So right. some of the things that I like to do, um, are topical blends. And so probably one of the, I mean, you would know more than I would, but some of my favorites is I like to mix mm -hmm. a little anti-inflammatory with a little muscle relaxer. Um, sometimes I might put a little gabapentin in there as well for some more of that neuropathic type pain. So, uh, Linda, can you kind of explain, um, you know, how you can kind of mix some of those in it and some of the, um, some of the symptoms that might be really right. Yeah. So basically what, what, you know, you're, you're going to do and what you do is you ask about their symptoms. Does it seem like they're have obviously inflammation is always part of it. So putting um, an anti-inflammatory, you know, um, a, a, actually I'm looking at this one, this one doesn't have it, but any kind of um, diclofenac we can put in there. Yeah. So that can help with the Mm -hmm. And that can help with the inflammation. Um, if there's muscle spasms going on, um, throw a little baclofen, uh, maybe a flexural, the generic is cyclobenzaprine in there. That can help calm down the muscle spasms. And as we talked about, you know, acne and rosacea, there might be multiple causes, usually with pain. And it triggers, you know, nerve pain can cause, you know, muscle spasms and vice versa. So it is kind of beneficial to put more into one cream. And it doesn't cost that much more to go with so many ingredients. Um, and then the gabapentin, like we said, for nerve pain, um, we can put a little bit of lidocaine in there. Um, and sometimes we'll even put ketamine as controlled substance, but if we just put it in there, maybe five, 10%, um, it, can, it can also help with the pain. And, and keep in mind too, is that the base, it can make a difference on how that, that um, pain cream works. So you always wanna make sure you're getting a quality base where you're gonna get max absorption. And sometimes we'll even put a, a little bit of verapamil that increases the uh, um, blood flow there to get better absorption. And um, yeah. Cool, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know vasodilate the area to help kind of prevent yes. the tissues. That makes sense. Yeah, um, and one thing I wanna mention that I didn't realize about the pain creams when I first started in functional medicine is that you it, pain creams, and this is what I wanted to do. I wanna just, I'm in pain, I wanna just put it on and I'm not in pain anymore, I'm not gonna use it. It doesn't work that way. You have to use it on a consistent basis so that the ingredients, it's just like taking it systemically, the ingredients build up in the tissue and prevent the pain so that you want to use that on a consistent basis. It's not something you can just use. I'm in pain and then um, it goes away. So, right. Right. Um, as a prescriber, I like this because if I have someone taking high dose NSAIDs for a long time, I worry about the kidney. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Another thing too, is if I'm prescribing muscle relaxers, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good sedative. So, you know, really? yeah. I'm like, okay, well you're going to go to work, but you can't take this for work. You're just going to be in pain at work and then just take it when you right. get it. So definitely like this option um, because again, not systemic absorption. Um, and a lot of times, especially with my CrossFitters, my runners, I will pre-treat them. Like I will say, put yeah. this on right before you run or put this on before right. you're going to work out because mm -hmm. it's going to help. So um, definitely a good little mix of kind of those, those things for sure. Um, I think another big category, and like you, I've told you this, like I would infiltrate this in the water if I could, which I'm going to put it yes. in the pain category, but it's, I use, I mean, you know, I use it for autoimmune, I Everything. use thyroid, I use it for weight loss and that's lotus naltrexone. So yes. LDN or lotus naltrexone. Um, I, there's an explanation as to how it works. I think it's still really not a hundred percent well understood of exactly. And you right. can turn from wrong. So, um, the way that I generally prescribe it is a titration up dose. So I start with a very small dose and then I increase it 
just about every five days. And if they tolerate it, meaning they're not having any really crazy dreams, it's not triggering any night terrors, um, mm -hmm. then I go ahead and, and can increase it. The, the max dose, I generally go on that for a low dose naltrexone, it's about 4.5 milligrams um, at bedtime. And so the thought process is that, so naltrexone, the other name, or the, uh, naltrexone, the other name for it is Narcan, which is the uh, agonist to opioids. And so what it does is that it blocks the opioid receptors of the brain. And then when you take it at bedtime, when you get into that, deep REM sleep, correct, uh, the, the, the medication wears off and then the, the opioid receptors are open, the endorphins are released, and then that release of endorphins tends to decrease inflammation, which inflammation is a trigger of a whole lot of things, autoimmune pain, all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, Linda, do you want to kind of like maybe, I mean, is that it or is there something? It is. It, there's, there's, that's it pretty much in a nutshell. It just, it basically works. So some, some patients, they might notice, um, so naltrexone, naloxone, that's used at 50 milligrams or, you know, the injectable to reverse opioid or heroin um, um, overdose. So, but it works the opposite way at low doses, which just makes it a really interesting medication. So um, it, yes, it, it works as an anti-inflammatory, as you said, but it also works, it, it down-regulates um, TH17, which can, um, it's involved in the immune system. So it's a, it's a, not just the inflammatory, the um, inflammatory component of the, of the immune system. It's actually working with the immune system. So anybody with an autoimmune disease or an autoimmune like condition can benefit from this. Um, that doesn't mean they have to be on it forever. If we can get the autoimmune condition, um, you know, tamed before that, but also it helps with weight loss. It helps with, um, depression, anxiety. So that's you wanting to put it in the water, I mean, it can help with almost everybody in America, yeah. really. And I say that with a grain of salt. Take that with a grain of salt. But mm -hmm. it can help a lot of patients out there who are, you know, inflamed, overweight, um, depressed, anxious, that kind of thing. For sure. For sure. Cost-wise, so that titration up dose, I always tell patients, cost-wise, like that first kind of batch um, mm -hmm. is $69, correct? And then after that is about $39, is that... Is that accurate? It's uh, um, it's fifty nine for the first month for the titration, and you okay. definitely do want to do the titration. Um, right. I don't see many people not doing the titration, uh, just to make sure you don't want to have any vivid dreams and, and scare the patient from taking the medication, which really could benefit them. So yeah, it's about fifty nine fifty nine dollars for the first month, and then thereafter, what one month is thirty nine dollars, uh, three months is seventy nine dollars. Right. I I usually after after we get through the first two months, I usually switch patients to the ninety day supply mm -hmm. um, because it ends up becoming obviously more cost effective. Yep. Um, and then as far as just kind of the last little segment of compounds is is sexual dysfunction and libido. And so yes. there's a couple different options here. Um, and I feel like, again, this is a really good segue into some of the peptide stuff that we do, but screen cream, can you explain what screen cream is? Well, screen cream, this is more geared toward females for right. um, more heightened sensitivity. Uh -huh. And um, so what's, in there? What's, what's, so in what's in there? So that's the thing. We can put um, the sky's the limit, really. Um, I have the typical screen cream would have like ar arginine, which is a vasodilator, sildenafil, um, which we all know as, know as Viagra, so help vasodilate the area a little bit, and a little bit of testosterone that can help a little. And about 0.1%, I think, is what's in the cream. And um, aminophilin, which is another vasodilator. So we're, okay. we're, we're making it as a vasodilator. May, really getting some um, blood flow down there. Sure. And sure. there is there is some others actually. We put this in the Trimix that for men it's called um, 
it's a prostaglandin, it's alprostadil, and we can put that in a cream for females as well. And um, and some other things that can help also. So there, you've got your mild scream cream, and then you've got your some call it dream cream, scream cream, fun cream, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of females really like that. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and kind of looking at through some of the maybe more of the men's health stuff. Um, what are some of the um, sexual dysfunction things that you can compound for that? There's a, there's more and more coming out. Um, there's also it's a it's a peptide. It's actually approved for female sexual dysfunction um, in a product called Bilassi, and that is the bromamlicat. Uh, yeah, there we go. And it's PT one forty one. That's how I refer to yeah. it. Yeah. But um, so it actually can work for men as well. And it can be an injectable. We have a little sub-Q injectable just probably in the belly. Um, okay. You don't have to go to the actual area like the, the bimix and trimix. But um, then um, you can do it in a nasal form. Um, there is a caution of high blood pressure with the nasal form, but I haven't seen it clinically. And also in a trophy. We can put it in a trophy. And some men really like it in a trophy with a mix of Tadalafil 6, Cialis, or you know, one of the erectile dysfunction meds that's commercially out there so that we can, we can actually put that together in a trophy with this PT-141. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And then last, but certainly not least, I'm sure this is the like stuff everybody wants to know is peptide therapy. So uh, I actually just told this story the other day when someone asked me how I got into peptides and I kind of told them, like, well, this, this lady named Linda kind of uh -huh. me about it. And I'm like, Mm, I don't know about that. Well, then of course mm -hmm. I started it and got hooked and here we are almost a year later and man, we do a lot with peptides. So a lot. let's, I mean, we could, we could spend hours talking about peptides, which you and I are going to California and we're going to spend two days talking about peptides. So, yep. and that's going to be awesome. So let's just kind of maybe do like a little overview of some of the categories because the first time we did a podcast, we focused mainly on weight loss and I, and yeah. so since that time, I mean, we've really kind of expanded both of us, both of our business have just blown up with peptides. Right. So uh, I think from the weight loss category, you know, for me personally, the top three that I prescribe, which you know, you just sent me my, my list and I was like, oh my yeah. goodness, AOD, melanotan 2, and then CJC 1295 plus lipomorlin. So, um, I mean, as far as AOD, I feel like I notice the best results when patients do, uh, so a cycle, what I usually say yeah. is is 20, 20 days worth of an injection. Yes. I notice more improvement in my patients when they do at least two cycles. That's mm -hmm. usually where I see the biggest benefit. Linda, what are other prescribers saying about it? Well, and, and really you have to stack them. So, um, so a stack is one, where you do multiple, multiple peptides yeah. at the same time. That's just a peptide, peptide slang word is stacking them. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, in the peptide world. But um, so yeah, if you stack them, you're always going to get better results. And of course, um, and even for the weight loss, and we'll go into this later, you might have to focus on repair because so to get them working out and get them moving. Sometimes you just need to move, move a little bit. You don't need to do a full-blown workout, but, um, but um, they are definitely a huge tool that don't cause side effects like fenteramine where you, sure. you know, you're going to oh, high blood sure. pressure sure. and heart rate up and, you know, um, right. cardiac issues and that kind of thing. Uh -huh. So um, these are much, much safer. And, and, you know, they uh, like CJC, it is a growth hormone secret log. So 
it inc what it does it works downstream from growth hormone to um, increase growth hormone without the um, the harmful side effects of taking straight HGH which I have some patients and prescribers still ask me how can I get HGH I said I wouldn't go there you know you have to have a strict diagnosis of um, adult dysfunction uh, sure. for, yeah, yeah so so with, with AOD, you had mentioned, you know, not the, the side effects of fentramine. What The one thing that I like about AOD, so like it, what it does is it works on lipolysis strictly with um, yes. metabolizing fat, not ability to store fat. The other thing is, is that we do see some positive inf impact as far as benefits on the lipid profile panel. So mm -hmm. I have a male who has that really thick, hard, visceral belly fat where I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. you, need, you need my help. Um, mm -hmm. AOD is great for them is really, really good. Um, yep. so, so that's an injection, uh, usually once a day in the belly. I, I usually, I don't see people have flushes with that one. That's not one that no. I usually have flush with. Um, the next one, that I, I call this, this is like it my also, favorite. I want to mention, it also can help with osteoarthritis. And oh, normally yeah. that is orally, but I have had some patients get help with some of their joint pain. Sure, sure. Um, next one is melanotan too. So this is another uh, peptide injectable. This is kind of like, what I would say my my fentramine without all the the uh, yeah. adrenaline side effects of it, and the reason is because you're not hungry. Like mm -hmm. this in combination with intermittent fasting is like yeah. amazing. The feedback I've gotten, I actually ran a poll yes two days ago maybe on my Insta stories. I'm like, what are you guys noticing? Everyone hands down, Melantan. I'm just not hungry. I'm just not hungry. And some of yeah. like, we need to lower the dose because you need to at least eat something, you know. So mm -hmm. this one here. Um, uh, also, the tanning effects has the tanning effects. It Which also has, has the libido. Good and a bad thing for some. Some want it and some don't. Yeah. Which, let me bring that to you. So by the end of this week, I will have a new peptide called Set Melanotan. I think uh -huh. I mentioned this. I will have that by Friday. Okay. So this one is um this one is very similar to Melanotan. It's more it's more um it's going to focus specifically on the melanocortin receptor four. So specifically, those patients who have a genetic mutation there are probably going to respond very well to this. And this is also now in clinical trials being um, evaluated for a drug for obesity. So this, this is an exciting one. I know, I know some people don't want that tanning effect. I, at first, didn't want it, but now I like it. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, I think probably the only common side effects I see with this one is you'll get a flush directly afterward. You could almost like a little sunburn for five to ten minutes. Usually when I do it in the morning, I walk into the gym, everyone's like, why are you so tan? I'm like, it's my peptide. Oh, about it. Yeah. Um, oh, I do mine at night, so I don't see that. So. Okay. I, the reason I like doing it in the morning is because it helps with intermittent fasting. Um, yeah. The other thing that we see with it is in a higher doses, some people get a little nauseous. And and I definitely yes. notice when I, if I try to inject like 20 units, I'm nauseous. If I stick yeah. with somewhere between five and 10, I'm, I'm great. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. So that's a good one. Um, contraindications is pregnancy, breastfeeding, and melanoma. Um, right. And then the, the kind of annoying little side effect is like, you'll get freckles that you never had freckles before. And yeah. you're like, what is that? It's a freckle. If it's cumbersome and bothersome, I just say reduce the dose, cut in half, skip a couple days, do it again. Um, That's what I say. Yeah. And, uh, and the, they, it calms down once you get that tan. And yes, I was worried at first too. Down. Yeah. It, I don't have those spots. Four yeah. months, five months kind of thing. The other thing is, is with COVID, Melantian 2 is great for immunity. It's great for it mold. It's great for toxins. It's great for all that stuff. So mm -hmm. really Melantian is just like a big MVP winner because who doesn't want to be, you know, skinny, 
and tan and have a good immune system, right? Yeah. So I think that's a great one. I, probably, I just heard that it was called the Barbie peptide not too long ago. Oh, I, I, did not I don't doubt that, it. Though. I don't doubt yeah. it. My favorite stack is Melanotan 2 and CJC 1295. Yep. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think in the weight loss category, those are probably like the three, the three big hitters for, for what I do and, and prescribing. Um, mm -hmm. I think the next kind of category is uh, just kind of some other stuff. So in the immune category, we've got thymosin alpha one, which we put ourselves on recently because of our trip in two weeks to California. Yes. So thymosin alpha one works on the thymosin gland to help our body's um, immune system. It just builds up the immune system. Um, I guess it also- And if I can tell you how popular it is, um, in 10 days, we've gone through 200 vials. Holy crap. That's why I was just in the sterile lab because I got to make more to keep up with the demand. Yeah. It's just, it's helping to, um, to modulate our immune system so that if we, you know, are in contact with not just COVID, anything else out anything, there. So anything at all. Yeah, for sure. So I think this, mm -hmm. that's a great one. Um, another one that I like to use is BPC 157. I use that a lot with my gut patients, my leaky gut patients, my SIBO patients, my patients who struggle with joint pain. It's just great for recovery, repair, um, body protection compound, or I think is what it's called. Body um, protective. This yeah, is probably uh -huh. one of the only ones that I like to use that come in a capsule. Most of the ones I use are injection, but, but this one does come in a capsule. It's not super expensive. It works really, really well. Um, well, it's injectable too for, for repair. So, right. and, um, and well, even if this is interesting injectable, it helps with neurotransmitters that people, it, it can help. Um, recently we've started using it in a nasal spray too for, oh, okay. um, brain inflammation with some other combinations. So it's a really well-rounded well, well peptide. Sure, um, sure. But orally, really great for gut. Otherwise, um, injectable, great yeah. for repair, anything. A general transmitter set, yeah. For sure. As you know, I take this one every day. 500. Yes. 500. Um, the next one that I probably started prescribing more of is Dihexa. So mm -hmm. Dihexa has been shown to help with things like Alzheimer's prevention, uh, Parkinson's prevention. I'm not saying that it, treats it, it has been shown to help with symptoms yeah. of. But uh, the biggest thing is, is mental stamina or basically putting thoughts together and, and creative thinking. So uh, I tried this out on one of my patients who, you know, we, we've had her on, um, uh, you know, like a stimulus Adderall by man's uh, situation for quite, for quite some since I've known her. Mm -hmm. And she said dihexa by far was better. So, um, so that's, I mean, that, that was huge, especially because she's been on a bunch of different prescriptions. So she knows. No, she offers stimulants on, on dihexa. She offers stimulants, all of them. Yeah. My, my son also. And just to note that this is safe for kids. Um, my son, I've gotten, he has ADHD and we have, but working with gut, um, it's not just, we didn't ever just throw dihexa at him, but um, working with gut, working with um, a lot of different things. And now he's on dihexa with just a few, just a handful of stuff, not too many. Linda, but, what, um, dose, what dose of dihexa are you using with him? So we use five to 10 milligrams. Okay. We're, I think we're up now to 10. And so yeah. he was doing the cream. You can use a cream topically to the back of the neck, or you can use it in capsules. And, okay. but, and I will say this, yeah. from my feedback from other prescribers, that sometimes it takes three to four weeks. And some patients need higher strengths, like 40, 50 milligrams a day. Yeah. And, um, but also, I, clinically, I've noticed that patients who have the BDNF brain-derived neurotropic factor um, genetic mutation, those respond quicker and at lower doses of dihexa. So there could be a huge variance here. Sure. So. Okay, awesome. Um, another one that I started writing for is uh, DSIP. So DSIP, 
uh, I like to do for patients who really struggle with sleep, but it's also helpful for like increasing testosterone or uh, just, mm -hmm. uh, what is it? It increases it can, like, LH? It increases LH to help um, um, endogenously produce testosterone. Yeah, so. yeah. So I'm doing an experiment protocol as always on my patients, very willing patients. Yeah. Like, yeah, try it out on me. So I have a gentleman, he does testosterone shots. And so I was like, hey, you want to try maybe this? And maybe we do some clomiphene with it. Um, mm -hmm. Instead of doing a testosterone injection, maybe we try to restart the testes to do its own thing. In addition to helping yeah. sleep. I've already gotten some feedback on him. Sleep definitely tons better. Um, I won't know from the testosterone until I get some blood work on him. But, but so mm -hmm. far, very promising. And we're like, literally like maybe. A well, and sleep. And so when we, this one, when I first started learning about peptides, everyone was so excited about um, DSIP is kind of what we call Delta sleep inducing peptide. So we were so excited and we thought it was going to be the new Ambien. It is not Ambien. It doesn't make you crash. It doesn't, it helps you. It's, it's going to help you get a longer sleep, um, basically even to get to that deep sleep to increase growth hormone, to do the body's repair, that kind of yeah. thing. And it, it helps to, um, to reset the circadian rhythm. So when our circadian rhythm is messed up, it'll help with that, which helps with stress, which helps with, I've done a lot of it right now with COVID and, and just yeah. all, downstream yeah. all of that. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. one, would you say then this would, if it's resetting circadian rhythm, just thinking here, people who do shift work. So yes, work 100%. Like police officers, firefighters, nurses, people who work yes. the hours, this would probably be a great one for them. I would it say. would be, yeah. It, 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 that's what they, a lot of them use it for too. So nice. Okay. Um, and then let's get to the GHKCU. So this one, I mean, like I've got all kinds of variations, as you very well know. I like mm -hmm. it in the serum. I like it in a cream. I like it in the set in the dropper. Everything. Or, you know, so. Injectable. Injectable. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I got that mm -hmm. one patient on it. So Kind of explain what that does. So this is like the anti-aging one. It really is, um, and there's a lot. I think I have. I, we haven't really discussed this one so much, but um, I think that the GHKCU. It's a what it is. It's a copper tripeptide, and so it's in a lot of skincare products. If mm -hmm. you were to see, but you want to make sure you have the proper strength too. That's going to work, and so um, it really can help to modulate DNA. So, and I say modulate, you can't change your DNA, but it can help upregulate, downregulate um, genetics. And um, I think that that in itself, it's kind of, it's, it's importance isn't really known. And um, I think that it is a great overall in repair. Um, it can help with wounds, help um, heal wounds. Mm -hmm. um, I, with my bike fall, I started taking it as well, um, systemically, because there's a couple wounds, but, um, <laughs> so, you know, um, it can help with so much anti-aging wrinkles. We'll use it to soften the skin. Also, it has so many different properties yeah. um, to it. I think the study I read on the GHKCU topical cream, it was a 28% reduction in fine lines and wrinkles within like 60 days, I think was the study that I read on it. So it's pretty good. And we, I mean, we have, a, if you look at our Instagram, we have a great before and after on it of, of a test patient that we, we did. Uh, the one with the argyrellin and lufazo? Yes. Yeah. And those two peptides combined together also, it's, I can't remember the exact percentage, but then you combine it with the GHKCU. And so we do, we do it at higher percentage too. And so we've gotten tons of results. I, I mean, we can't keep that in stock. So, um, again, one of the ones I use every day, I use it in serum yeah. on a pump. It looks great. Yeah. 
Um, LL37, so when COVID happened, well, started, I mean, we're still in it, but when COVID started, LL37 was one of the combos that I did. I did LL37 mm -hmm. and thymus alpha-1 as our way to prevent um, to prevent COVID infection, just boost up the immune system. So uh, can you kind of just touch on that? Yeah. LL37 is a um, microbial peptide. So it's antimicrobial peptide so that it... Um, it's, it's almost like, if you want to think of Tamiflu, we can use it as a preventative at 0.1 or 10 units sub-Q daily, and you can use it daily up to a max of six weeks, and then you, need to, then you need to back off of it. But if we were going to treat any kind of influenza virus, COVID, we're going to treat it at um, 0.2 to point, probably 25 units, 0.25 mLs sub-Q twice a day for at least 10 days, three days after symptoms resolve. So, and and LL37 has been shown, um, it's, a, it's a peptide, it is found in our, in our system. It has also been shown to be in low levels of um, patients with Lyme's disease. So we use it a lot in Lyme's disease patients once we kind of get their, um, their immune system calmed down. Right, okay, perfect. Um, kind of moving out of that category, I'm just going down my list here, uh, PT-141. So PT-141 is, can't even pronounce, bromeliotide, I think is how you pronounce it. Yeah, this one this mentioned one it, yeah. Super duper interesting. So yeah. I had a patient who, male, real struggle with erectile dysfunction, um, just all kinds of stuff, had seen a couple other urologist type things, and of course they had him on Cialis and Viagra and Triple Mix and you know, just the, the finale was just not happening with him. And so he right. was actually seeing me for testosterone therapy and weight loss. And so I was like, hey, why don't we try melanotan too? We'll yeah. get, you know, the, double the benefit for the weight loss. Maybe it might help with the erectile dysfunction. And holy crap, boy, did it. So he kind of told me, he's like, yeah, I mean, I take Viagra and Cialis and this kind of blew it out of the water. So the study yeah. that I read is, is that it is like 80% more effective because it acts not only, it, it doesn't act as like a vasodilator, no. but it acts more into the, to the um, neuro, the, the neuro, the neuro, mm -hmm. um, yep. so he said, now here, I will be honest with you, as you know, we, you know, we're always experimenting. One of the biggest feedbacks I got from our patients is we don't really know as far as how quick it's going to act. So yes. starting out with it, like the onset could be two hours, it could be eight hours, you know, so yes. you can sometimes get a little erection in an inopportune time when you don't really want it to happen. Right. But from the feedback I've gotten on the men, it's been amazing. And this is an injection in the belly. Uh, I usually have them do it three times a week. Is that, I mean, do you have them do it more? They, so Vilesi, uh, the, the commercial available for the female sexual dysfunction and approval, um, it, it recommends not going over three times a week. Um, okay. Okay. So. And then I've also... I've also um, read that in females, if they're doing PT-141, their doses needs to be a little bit higher than the men. Like I, I have mm -hmm. found that the men don't take much for it to work. The women right. need a little bit more finesse. Yeah. Um, so, so, so there's that. And, they, and you can make that in a trochee and an injection. I will say. And I've a nasal gotten, spray. I've gotten but better feedback with yeah. the injection than the trochee. For sure. For sure. I would say the um, injection is, the, is probably the most effective than the nasal spray. Although I have one patient that jumps up and down about the nasal spray. He cannot get enough. He's like, can I have like a 10, 20? Well, of how's the onset of that? Do you know? Um, not really. Um, I, I haven't got kind of like the injection. It's I think like, it's, I don't yeah, know. I think it's you variable. Go see test drive and see yeah. Okay. And I have some patients who respond amazing to the trochees and others that have nothing. So um, that is kind of, that's been patient specific, so. Right, right. Okay. 
Um, and then in the next category is uh, PT, uh, PTD DMB. So I, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram, but I actually just posted this crazy before and I after. did see it. And yes. uh, is this for women? Is this for men? It's for everybody. So yes. and that's one of the things when we go out to Sonoma in two weeks that they're going to talk about mm -hmm. is some really cool advanced protocols. So we do PRP in our, and we've been doing it for a while, but I truly feel like the combo of GHKCU, PTDDMB, plus the valproic acid combo has been, for that patient, blown it out of the water. So yeah. can you touch on how that works exactly? So it works on something that's called the WENT pathway. Then it, the, the PTD DBM, um, it's at such a low percent. It's 0.001%. And then the valproic acid, the studies say 8.3%. We do it at 5% sometimes. But either way, it works uh, very well. And it works on something that's called the WENT pathway to increase hair growth. So. Um, I was not familiar with the WENT pathway. I don't know if you want me to go into depth with that, but um, maybe just scratch yeah, the surface a little bit. So, so from my understanding, it increases the hair follicle size. Correct? It's the size and the strength of the follicle to help with yes, help with just increasing like more like the plushness of the hair. Yes. Um, I will definitely say so. In in, in my experience, the the amount of time, so we did one PRP treatment and then I did all those peptides, the GHKCU mm -hmm. plus that. I saw what I would have seen almost in four PRP treatments in one PRP treatment yes. with the peptides. So yes. it literally takes it up like 10 notches. As far I will as say PRP is, is, is the holy grail. So I would say you can attempt the PTD, DBM, Valproic acid, but you're not gonna get as great a result without the PRP. Right. Right. But from a cost perspective, if you can maybe yeah. buy with one or two PRP treatments mm -hmm. instead of buying four and mm -hmm. then, you know, plus it's not, honestly, it's not the most comfortable thing. Like our patients do great, right. but they're just like, I'm here, hurry up and do it kind of thing. Right. And I do it through a, a point injection. I don't microneedle it into the scalp. Mm -hmm. I've had a couple patients at, from other locations and they're like, oh, this is way better because it doesn't hurt as bad. Right. Um, and we move really quick and we use a 30 gauge needle and, and we use a special PRP kit and all this stuff. So it's a it's definitely a great option. Uh, next one, C-Lank nasal spray. So mm -hmm. I love this story. So I had a pharmacist come off of her antidepressants with C-Lank and yep. I love it. It's great. I don't see any side effects from it. It's very well tolerated. Price point's not too bad. So um, is there anything specific about this, Linda, that you feel like well, C-Lunk is targeted more, um, it, it helps with neurotransmitters, more specifically for anxiety. Yeah. And it also, um, um, it also has some immune properties. So we've done a lot with the anxiety of COVID right now and immune properties. So we do a ton of C-Lunk um, nasal spray right now. Okay, cool. Um, thymosin alpha one as that's the, that's the big immunity one. Like I said, mm -hmm. you and I are on that. We'll probably be on that for a long time. Um, yeah. and that's one that we don't have to cycle off, correct? That's no. Kind of you can just stay, stay mm -hmm. on it, let it marinate. You can um, do a, a lowered sub-Q daily dose, or you can do a, a bigger twice-a-week dose. That's what I do, as I do the 15 yep. units week. Um, and then probably the last one we'll just go ahead and touch on, um, which, I mean, we have plenty of days to do more podcasts later on, but Thymosin Beta 4. Um, so this one, I, I've been using this a little bit more with joint pain. I don't have a ton. I always tell patients, I don't do ortho. So don't come to me with no ortho. I don't do cardiac, <laughs> I don't do neuro. I do thyroid, gut, hormones, adrenal. That's what I do. Yeah. So I personally, just because I don't have that clientele, but if someone's like, would you have anything for this? I'm like, oh yeah, we could try TB4. Um, mm -hmm. So can you touch on that, how that works? 
So um, TB4, thymus and beta-4 is really specifically a regenerative peptide. So um, also in combination with thymus and alpha-1, it can, it can work together to synergistically help the immune system modulate. Um, and a lot of times we'll use it with BP-157 to help any kind of joint. Um, it's amazing for tendonitis. You have any, any tendonitis, you want to go BPC and thymus and beta, that combination. You want to go higher for three to four weeks and then kind of back down. So. Okay, perfect, perfect. And that one is uh, let's see, injection, but I think you told me, we, you make an eye drop with this, don't you? Yes, um, I have had, um, I actually just had a physician out in Arizona tell me that, um, so she, it's a long story how her eyes ended up kind of getting injured. It was a, it was a wrong eyeglass uh, prescription and, and she was wearing, so somehow her eyes got injured and she was um, on a bunch of different steroid drops and some other ones, prednisolone. So she, she was weaning off and she took her last drop of prednisolone one day and then took the thymus and beta. And she wanted thymus and beta more because it, cause we also do BPC um, in an eye drop. She wanted, um, which helps a lot, both of them help for dry eyes. Thymus and beta helps a little bit more for um, pain in the eyes. And so she, um, she did a drop that night. It was actually that night. Um, and a drop of thymus and beta in her eye, and she woke up pain-free the next morning. And actually, her ophthalmologist can't believe how well she's doing, and she goes, I haven't had the heart to tell him. He's really proud of himself. She's like, I haven't had the heart to tell him, and she, she's a doctor herself. Like, I'll tell him in a couple months what I've been doing, so he'll understand, so. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. great, awesome. Can you, uh, one thing I saw recently, and I, I just keep meaning to forget to ask, ketone ester, what are you doing with that? Ketone esters? Yeah. Is that what well, you can? Yes. Um, and it's in the huge of the anti-aging protocols. Um, I, like I, heard, I heard Dr. Seeds maybe talk about, or maybe oh, yeah. Lavelle or some, one of those guys oh, yeah. in my, in my class. Sure. We're yeah. just talking about ketone esters while you're fasting so you don't get hangry. I mean, is, 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 that, is that right? Ketone, and basically, yeah, it's... um. Um, basically putting your body in, in ketolysis, you know, like you, and um, it's helping support that. And I will say, at least the one I've tried, I got kind of nauseous. So yeah. I, for me, some people can. So um, is that a trochee? Like what, how you make no, it? No, it's just a liquid that you can buy. It's a supplement. So you the, make it? I don't make it. Nope. It's oh, just okay. a, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll send you to a okay. couple of ones that are recommended. I think um, I, might I know see it in your uh, anti senescence protocol. I think that's my, yes. I heard it it, in my you have seen it. It's in the anti senescent pro okay. protocol. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then are you making any NAD yet? Or I am. I'm starting what to do a lot of it. it so um, um, patients are using it um, for um, you getting infusions of it for cognitive health. Uh -huh. um, also, um, it is huge in um, any kind of detox protocol, whether it be, um, you know, gut, that kind of thing, or um, opioids, you know, alcohol. I know there's huge protocols for that. Um, but just using it as an anti-aging cognitive health can be great. Um, and, and to supplement that, we can do that in a nasal spray. And I've done it now. I'm starting to do a lot of it nasally. I'm doing some with um, the synapsin, which is the RG3 that is supposed to help with brain inflammation. And even um, we've been doing, we'll talk about this later, low-dose naltrexone, a little bit of that to calm 0.5%, sure. just to calm down the inflammation in the brain and let the RG3 go in there and do its work. And then some we've added NAD+. Plus. Okay. So, or NAD+, plus by itself. So there's, there's, different different ways to help with this cognitive inflammation that caught you know the patients got brain fog that kind of thing sure. so okay 
Well, dang, I think we've covered just about everything that we're doing these days. And I'm sure you're probably doing way more than, than what we've covered. But yes. um, I think this is great because peptides are so new. We hear a lot about them. There's a lot of interest in them. I can't stress this enough. If you're going to start prescribing peptides, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know yes. protocols. You need to know who to buy from. You need to get it from a good source. You need to have consent. You need to do all those things. So if you are a prescriber, I would highly suggest like A4M is a good place to start. Um, I mean, there's a couple courses out there, but I definitely think A4M is very comprehensive in what they have to offer. Here, and their yeah. instructors are phenomenal. Um, if you are a patient, please make sure that the person prescribing your peptides is trained in peptide therapy and not just just trying it out um because mm -hmm. there are some things that can go wrong with it and so um i think this is great if you uh want to check us out on our websites um i'll link them in the show notes i will also put uh, uh linda's instagram handle on there and our instagram handle and if you have any questions at all you can feel free to email one of us and you know we'll filter it through the channels of where that answer needs to come from so thank you so much linda i always appreciate your help thank you uh, yeah i'm sure we'll do this again